So, speak? Okay. I guess I'm trying to speak. Is it working? Can you, can you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Over the din of everything else. Although, shockingly, every time I think that the sound's going to be bad, it turns out that it's actually quite fine. And then times when I have, when I, I don't think the sound's going to be good at all, it's totally awful. Wait, is he telling me to stop? Yeah, I think putting the gain on five is... Uh, putting the gain on five is the magic number. Yeah, it is. So, um, let me choose... Do you have a they know recommendation? What I, they, they already know what I want. I, I, do you like cheese? Do you like blue cheese? I do like blue cheese, yes. Burguesa Azul? Yeah, that's, that's the one that everybody seems to like. Okay. And then, uh, and then also your your side dish, which would oh side dish too. Yeah, it comes with a side. And what are my options? They should be on the back. I think they're on the back of this one. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. Un tío Sam sin queso con papas a la francesa. Sí, para mí la burguesa azul con papas francesa y el agua del día. Muy bien, tengo jamaica fresa o limón con chía. Limón. Jamaica con fresa para mí. Y, ah, y también um, arroz de cebolla para un... una orden de entrada. Sí, I just am feeling like having onion rings as an appetizer. Do we have topics? Yeah, our topic is, our, is the sounds of Mexico. I've been racking my brain for how to do this conceptually. <laughs> and you already, you, you taunted me with your draft of five things on Mastodon. So before, before this, before we get started, of course, my habitual shout outs to Bobo PK. And the offer of the offer of Haribo, which has actually made me want to go to Palacio de Hierro and, and look to see which two pathetic bags of Haribo leftovers they have, and see if either of them are something that I like. They always will have a licorice and gummy mix at some point, and the Gold Baron sort of like the default. Haribo yes. standard. You, 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 it comes in waves. Sometimes it's everywhere, and you can find it. Other times, it's just nowhere. But usually, at Palacio de Hierro, right by my house, they'll have the uh, alphabet letters or some weird gummy incarnation. None of the ones that are my favorites. But uh, and, and also to Don and the Packers on a Plane Mexico thing that I'm thinking about doing. Importing now, now that I've traumatized the Congress by importing Americans, it's can you, time. Can you explain that? Uh, I think I know what it is. Hackers on a plane. It's is an old old thing. Basically, <sighs> see, there's two ways I can approach this. There's the the long, epic, complicated story, and then there's the very short, succinct version. So I'm going to go German and do the short, succinct version. Do the short one. Basically, it was a trip, or a series of trips that I planned, the most famous one of which was bringing people from DEF CON directly to the 2007 CCC. Which, in retrospect, was 
the first time not executed the way that it probably should have been. That you don't go from the intense experience of DEPCON and then drop people into a field with a lack of creature comforts. But we, we did it that way, and it was a famous trip. And so now I'm thinking about trying to bring Mexicans to the Congress. Okay. Good. But, but obviously it'll, it'll be, it won't be something where I offer trips to just the rich and famous Mexicans. It'll be a way for people to sort of look up and support Mexican hackers that I don't think are going to be able to afford to go to the trip. Because even oh. if you work a respectable office job here, that's a, that's a very complicated thing. And it also is a pretext for perhaps going camping or going to the beach as a group of people and preparing, looking at old congresses, perfecting token German, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I also want to answer uh, Don, because Don said he uh, he commented on something we talked about a few episodes ago. Okay. And I just want to say to everyone maybe listening to this for the first time or second time, listen to all the old episodes, because this is not this is not current affairs. I, you know, sometimes we hint at stuff that's current, but uh, usually not. Uh, this is about Mexico. It's going to be. I mean, it's, yeah. we are officially setting the precedent that this is a podcast that should be listened to in order from the very first episode. I guess you could. I think don't have to listen to it in order, but it doesn't hurt to start at the beginning. Um, and then you don't have to listen to the racism episode right away. Yeah. Maybe that's not such a great idea. So we, now I think we're we're intentionally going for a happy episode. Yes. To counter the... I, I think the... Although some of the stuff that we're going to talk about is really, really annoying. Like what? I'm going to... But it's not too bad. It's okay. the city. All right, it is. So do you want to just jump right into the draft? Yes, so. Oh, wait, what was the thing that Don was talking about? Now I forgot. I... He talked about how he didn't know that you had mezcal at the conference. Uh, that yes. was it. And we talked about that a while back. I actually brought a bottle of mezcal specifically for specifically for a friend of mine. And I didn't manage to get exactly the right kind that he wanted. So we ended up just sharing the bottle. And I, I ended up, I think I ended up giving half of it away to somebody. I forget who. But I, I actually had no idea that... Uh, that there were other people that knew not only knew what Mescal was but were interested in it so yeah. I think that the next Congress we're going to have to do something I, I want to have my own tiny little lounge in the sky tiny little Mescaleria tiny little maybe not a Mescaleria it's going to have to be like a post office lounge I don't know how it's going to be uh, gracias so something happy, uh, something that's very Mexico City. There's a lot of sounds that you really only can hear here. The very unique. Some of these sounds that I'll mention are, you know, you can possibly hear them in other cities, but some of them are uniquely Mexico City, which is really, really interesting. So who should start? I you you've taunted me, so just go ahead and just go ahead and do the tamale one. 
No, I'm not going to take the tomato one. It's not my number one pick. Oh. My number one pick is, and I'm going to cut uh, recordings of this into. Okay. Yes. The go. Go for it. My number one pick is the old metals collectors. Oh yes. That we've already talked about. You can you can make the sound. Oh, I don't. I don't even. Se compra. Okay. Se compra. Se compra. And now we are going to take a break because there's music behind us, and that's not going to work. The music's gone, and our food is gone as well. That was fairly quick, I think. <laughs> Possibly, I don't know. Why, 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 why are you laughing? Because that was that was meta talk inside the podcast, right? No, I, I was I, I actually legitimately that, saying so that we ate fast. <laughs> you were yes, talking even, even 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 I know even, even though I would I so, you we we were talking, but yeah. Secret topics. <laughs> no, they're not secret. Not, not exactly that secret. We, not we can, if anybody actually really cares, I'll reveal on Mastodon everything that we talked about. You just want comments. Well, welcome to the Mastodon recruitment process. Yeah. If it if it comes in over Twitter, not interested. Not gonna answer it. Not gonna. Not gonna. Not gonna do it. But. So I do you. I, I stated my first pick. It's the old metals collectors, and I've played by now. I've probably cut into this uh, recording now you're a, act, an actual uh, recording of that sound. Um, do you want to say anything about that, or should we? I mean, we've talked about it. It's talked cars. It's pickup trucks. Driving around all the neighborhoods all the time, so many. It's it's many. It's not just one. Um, collecting old metally things, and they specifically say if it's big and metal, they'll yeah. haul it away. You don't even yeah. have to take it to the scrap. So they they're asking for mattresses, refrigerators, uh, washing machines, and anything that has metal. Microwaves. Microwaves. And we talked about the story behind that sound behind that recording and I'll, I'll put a I'll put a, a link to there's a TV segment one of the TV shows here that that shows the girl who actually recorded that and really let her talk. Oh, yeah there okay, was a wow. TV segment and nice. a few years later not, not right. as a girl but yeah so um, and that yeah I've mentioned this before first time that I heard that and why it's my number one pick is that this sounded really really creepy when I heard it the first time I would know I was in our first apartment and I heard that sound and I did not know what it was for many weeks and it sounds like that girl trapped in the basement of a haunted house well that, that's why the recording is so successful yeah 
All right. So my my first draft pick is the sound of buildings under duress. Now let me take a step back of what what I mean by this. The sound of buildings under duress. Yes. Buildings creak in a very interesting way in Mexico City. Now, of course, it's some of the softest ground, the softest ground that any mega city has ever been built on. Yeah. And most buildings, when they... It's very common for buildings to undergo thermal compression and decompression in many parts of the world. And those sounds are creaky, haunted, housey. They're they're not they're normal. It's just oh, the building's doing its thing. Buildings make these sounds. They're not distressing. In Mexico City, buildings not only creak, but they crack, they pop. And I'm not talking about buildings during an earthquake. I'm talking about just regular old buildings. When buildings sway, you hear a lot of cracking, popping, squeaking, um, the standard earthquake vibrations, and these sounds you hear every day, especially in the city. And that's that would be my number one draft pick, is the sounds of buildings under duress, which is a unique thing in Mexico City, I think. I have to admit that I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what that sounds like. And definitely our building covered that. It's rather modern and well-built. Doesn't make any sounds. The only sounds I hear is the water pump and our neighbor's motorcycles. Really? Yeah. So this is a great pick because I've learned something new. Salute. Or I'm just imagining things. Quite, either either one is quite possible. I'm still imagining uh, hearing the um, earthquake alarm every night. Why, not not while sleeping, but while lying is that, awake. Is that your second draft pick? No, but, but that should go on my draft board. So you're number two. I will not take your favorite non-conceptual pick. I want to complain again, but it's 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 okay. I will complain and uh, uh, take for my second pick the garbage man, the garbage truck, and the man who goes up and down my street and every street with his bell. With this very, very loud bell, that if I sit on the balcony, I have to cover my ears because it's that loud. And he, it takes two minutes for him to walk up and down the street, and during that time, I cannot work. I cannot do anything anymore. And you have to stop Netflix because it's too loud. Uh, I'm. Yeah, it's one of these things where you do not really want to know the answer, but that man has to be deaf because it's so loud. Um, 
because I've never seen anybody use uh, hearing protection here. Um, yeah, and that is there's probably other cities where it works that way. But oh, but I have to explain why does he do that? Because <laughs> in Germany, I mean, the the, the uh, garbage truck comes and they pick up your garbage because you put it out on the street or they take it out and you have your uh, garbage cans. Now, here um, you yourself bring your trash, your garbage to the garbage truck. Or if you live in a building like we do, you have your doorman uh, slash cleaning man um, have it do it for you. So, um, garbage truck in our area almost comes every day. They don't always take the same stuff. They have some uh, some uh, trash separation every here. Day, every day it's different. It's different. So they have like uh, inorganic, recyclable, inorganic, non-recyclable and... Um, organic. Organic. Yeah, so, and, so the garbage truck uh, comes, stops at a street corner every day at the same street corner. Then the guy with the bell uh, walks up and down the streets and everybody from that area of the neighborhood comes and brings their trash to the garbage truck. And I have to admit, I have never done that a single time. Because in our first apartment, uh, our landlord did that and now in this apartment we have a guy doing that. So I never had to do that. I never had to, I don't even know, maybe you know it better, how that works, how you pay the garbage man or how, if you do it or um, so I'm utterly clueless about that but it's a unique system and also the so the garbage man they sort a lot of the trash a lot of the, the trash separation uh, happens right at the truck now the city uh, introduced these different types of trashes that you collect and then uh, bring to the garbage truck at different times, but still most of the uh, trash separation happens right there at the truck on the street. It doesn't smell good, but it works. I think the only thing I have to add to that is they don't they don't usually charge. I don't think in our <clears throat> in our delegacion they charge. It's just every day they pick up a slightly different yeah. thing. And they do sort out things right there. That yeah. what, and they, they're, the reuse and recycling of resources is much more labor intensive, but much more efficient yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. And I think we've talked about that before. And our old landlord, I never know what to think of what he told us. But he said that actually the job of a garbage man is a very popular job because you can, I mean, basically if you find something that's valuable, you can keep it or I don't know exactly. So it's, it's, not, a, it's not an awful job. Apparently it's very popular. I mean, it's still a dirty job. Very dirty. And smelly. This is a good burger place. Yeah, it is. Oh, we didn't. We, 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 we haven't even mentioned where we are. We are. We are in the La Boguesa, which is La Boguesa is a short form for hamburguesa, which is hamburger. Yeah. And we had burgers and fries and onion rings. And I must say, this is good. And I think we are actually. No, we're not. No, we're still in Roma Norte. We're not technically in Condesa yet, but it's so yeah, I think close it's Roma to Condesa. Norte. 
we're so close to Kosome. But no, it's it's my favorite burger place when I ate out a lot more often. I used to be a regular here. They still they still remember me a little bit. <laughs> the new waiters obviously don't know my my regular order. So now my second draft pick. I'm gonna have to go with the silence. The silence. The silence at odd hours of the day. And, and, and so okay, okay, keep going. All right. And I'm not just talking about really late at night or <clears throat> really, you know, early in the morning. Those sorts of things. I'm talking about at. And it, it's, it's different, but sometime around maybe, you know, it, it's at it, it really weird times, occasionally things will just be completely silent. Not, not completely silent, but you'd expect that a major thoroughfare at, say, 1.30 on a Tuesday afternoon would be the busy, bustling thoroughfare that it is, but it's just, you hear nothing. And when things are silent in Mexico City, they're really quiet. That for the amount of noise that this the major city has, and for the amount of random interruptions that are probably more common to non-OECD nations, you know, in Germany you don't have traveling bands of roving uh, musicians looking for a handout. No. He might have a busker, but he stays in one spot. Yes. Where he's not really annoying. But when it gets quiet in those little pockets of silence, you notice the extreme lack of background noise. You no, no, yeah. no cities are ever really... And, and perhaps this has to do with the lack of climate control in buildings, but wherever, oh. you, wherever you are in a German city, even if it's really late at night, You'll hear a buzzing somewhere. In a German city? Absolutely, in any major city. In, okay. in, and even in forests, you'll hear the rumbling of the trees. There, there's always sound of some kind. Okay. <coughs> but it's possible. And if you've lived in Mexico City long enough, you'll experience this very eerie lack of sound. Lack of a background noise, lack of a hum, lack of things. Sometimes you don't really notice it at night, and it, it, I don't know what exactly it is, but you hear this a lot. I think El Centro on a weeknight is the first time I really experienced it. There's lights, there's obviously signs of civilization. Way off in the distance, sometimes you'll hear somebody talking. I mean, in some people talking three, four hundred meters away. But that kind of eerie silence, I've never experienced in other majors. And I've lived in a lot of major cities, all of the, the top five major cities, in, well, four of the top five major cities in the U.S. And I've never experienced that. If I had to choose a conceptual sound, city, I would have picked the constant noise, which does not contradict your pick. Okay. It's the constant, there's always noise. It's always something. A lot of times it's the traffic, you always have some music, you have um, 
when there's people, there's noise. Now the the experience of having silence, I sometimes have. I don't go get out of my apartment a lot. Actually. So I I do sometimes notice it. it um, notice it on Saturday afternoons when the street market is gone, when there's no office workers, when there's no traffic, and the Sundays especially. In, in our street, Sundays is awesome because there's actually almost no sound. Then you again have the, the airplanes, which we hear here actually. But, so I know what you mean. I don't, I have not experienced it this, too often. This might be a complimentary answer that maybe because there is so much sound, the silence is that much more profound. I believe it is, yes. So what's your, now I'm assuming that was not your draft pick. No, no, no. It's my third pick. I, I, I now, I, now I'm going to take the tamales. Um, it's the, you want to sing it? <laughs> tamales, oaxaquinos, tamales, calentitos. Ven y pide tus ricos tamales, oaxaquinos. Ya llegaron sus ricos y deliciosos tamales oaxaquinos. Acérquese y pida sus ricos tamales oaxaquinos. Pida sus ricos y deliciosos tamales oaxaquinos. Yeah, that, that's, that's so, the, let's let's see how faithful my. <laughs> I look. We'll, I, let, we'll I let the listeners. I, no, we'll, we'll let the listeners compare how faithful my rendition of it is to the real one. So there's guys on bikes, on on uh, transport bikes, uh, cycling around the city all day from morning until night uh, with a big pot of steaming uh, tamales and we've talked about tamales i guess in the first episode what it is um, they actually have tamales oaxaqueños uh, so the tamales from oaxaca and they sell it and they sell them for very cheap we've had them once so from the bike guy we have had the one which was fine um, i don't know what they cost probably like eight pesos for one small pack it's it's just it's ridiculous it actually is it changes a lot depending on the guy probably as does, the, as color does skin. as does the quality because sometimes yeah. they're amazing sometimes uh -huh. they're okay i haven't had many yeah i guess they are cooked in a central Casino and then no no it's, it's just they... all, you just buy the you buy the recording and that's it. Yeah, but, but where do they get the tamales? There are a couple of I don't want to say cartels, but um, it, it varies. Either it's they they get they will buy them from a storefront that sells them specifically for this purpose, yeah. and usually they'll rent the whole kit. They'll they'll rent the. Uh, that it's like a newspaper route where they give you the container that has all of the tamales and then you go out and you sell them and some guys have some guys will get bread and they'll make tortas and they'll do other things with them uh, or sometimes they'll just you know here's your tamale and they might not even have a fork it, it, it varies a lot depending on the neighborhood and sometimes it's it, it's just one it's the mother makes the tamales or the grandmother makes the tamales and the son goes out and sells it at night after work it can be like that 
it's very it's not like a centrally run franchise no. at, at least from what I've been able to gather I can't confirm this and that's the other thing about reading the book is that a lot of what he would say and I'm talking about the book uh, Several Ways to Die in Mexico City which is where this podcast gets its name for a slight turn of phrase and some of the things he was saying in the book, I when I read them, I said, wait, no, that's not right. It, that's not how it went down. And I'd go and research my knowledge of it and arrive at the point where what I w understood was correct and what he understood was correct, even though they appear to be contradictory. So, I, there, for all I know, there may be one central gigantic... <laughs> You know, Joaquin and Tamales cartel that runs all of it all throughout Mexico. But I just may have ha managed to come into contact with the rebel, <laughs> the Joaquin yeah. Tamale rebel market forces. So that's and that, that's what I think is so fascinating about Mexico is that you can have two contradictory understandings of how things work that are not necessarily wrong. You know, it's not like Aldi Nord and Aldi Sur, where there is just one Aldi Nord. And, it, and the story goes back to, what was it, the brothers just, div their dad died and they just divided the country or something? There is a story behind yeah. it. Something like it. And now I'm referencing six ways to divide Germany. <laughs> I love that. I love that graphic. It's yeah. so... Yeah, people who really enjoy jokes about Bielefeld, people who do not enjoy jokes about Bielefeld. <laughs> this is a long pause. I might. This might actually be the time we should settle up here and then head to our usual spot. For you to have more time to think. For me to have have time to think about. Okay, three I'm, other conceptual sounds. I, I, I'm fine with that. And, and I, this, this is another secret thing. You have a notebook. You write down yeah. your draft picks. Yeah. I, I make it up as I go along. Yeah. I, I have no idea. That's, I, I win all, that's why I win all the drafts. I, who says you won the drafts? Actually, I, I'm, now I'm going to have to put a Mastodon poll out being yeah. who, episode thing, who won the yeah. draft. Yeah. And then Do that. Be, and then have my biased followers, you know, some back back me up, or my biased followers back you up just to spite yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> that could happen. Okay, then let's take a walk. All right. I, I and that's the fun. The play other. some of the fun music that I now cut in a, into every part. Okay, there you go. All right, let's do it. moved and you're not happy because you should have gone to Quentin. You probably should have. I, I didn't want to venture far from my house. We ended up venturing far from my house anyway. And I've been you, here before. You turned us in that direction. I don't know why. I was prepared to go anywhere, but... I needed more time to think of the rest of my draft board because this, this one's actually really hard. I, I don't have ready-made answers for you on this one. And it's still my turn, isn't it? And you've known about this for days. Not days. Well, yes, okay, fine. I've known about it for days, but I never... 
I never have had to think about my draft picks before. They just come to me like magic, which is probably why they seem so ridiculously half-baked, because they are. I'm going... So on that note, I'm going to go with the sound of demolition. Now, of course, things are being demolished everywhere in... There, you, you hear the rat-a-tat-tat of a... I forget what the English term for these tools are. Jackhammers. That's pretty common in road construction. In New York, sometimes you'll you'll hear the the dull thump of a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. And I get in the U.S. when you hear demolition, you hear the clunk 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 of of hammers and crowbars taking something apart, but. In Mexico, the sound of demolition is very manual and very much like sculpting in marble. It's a tink, 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 boom, tink, 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 boom, and it's there's nothing regular about it. it it's very that the sound of demolition in Mexico City is something that you're hearing a lot more often, especially in this neighborhood, as they start to tear down buildings. Uh, but it's it's a unique sound because of the situation and because of the fact that labor is cheap. There's no wrecking balls here. They take down ten-story buildings yeah. without wrecking balls. Without, I don't even I, I've never seen them start it. I just now, especially now, uh, notice many buildings that we've seen that had to be demolished now for months and now they are being demolished and now they are uh, demolished and they are six-story buildings and I just see the, uh, I don't even know what the word for it, in German it's bagger. Um, the steam shovels? Steam shovels, yeah. I, I don't, I don't sounds, know if, yeah. It, yeah, if that's sounds what good. you're referring to. And I, I am absolutely amazed how they take down these large, these tall buildings like that <laughs> and now I know the sound and I agree that is a very good pick and this is a it's this is a Mexico City pick um, I it took me a few weeks until I realized what that new sound was that I was hearing when working from home it was the sound of um, the school that's half a block away that is being torn down they're almost finished now it was a public school that was the buildings did not come down during the earthquake but obviously they were damaged too much to be continued to use as school buildings and that's happening to a lot of schools around the city actually um, which is a big problem because it's going to take time until those are built up again and yeah um, yes yeah, so another sound I don't have any recording of that. No, that, that's... I don't think you'll be able to find recordings of any of my, my picks, whereas ones of yours should be readily available. So we're both three deep into our draft right now, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Okay, so now it's your turn for number four. I think I'm going to go way down my board. <laughs> Are you smiling or yawning? I'm yawning. <laughs> I've been sleeping way too much. I'm picking a sound that the listeners may 
be able to hear on the recording while we speak. And that is the sound of the airplanes that are circling above the city. Now, of course, there's airplanes in airports in all of the major cities. Um, now, we are in a zone where you hear um, the airplanes. Um, what I find fascinating, and I don't, still don't know what to think about this, is that the holding pattern, new word I learned, I just learned, so the Warteschleife, uh, for these for the airplanes to land at uh, the airport when you know in normal conditions goes one time it's it's always above the city and it goes it's a circle above the city or an oval and no matter from where you come even if you come from the south and usually uh, planes land you know going like north northeast uh, down the landing strip even if you come from the south you have to circle the city one time before not not always not always yes if if the landing direction and landing and uh, taking mm -hmm. off direction is like it is usually like it is right now um when we come from oaxaca we always take a turn about the city right it, that that's not and that's common but it doesn't always happen that way okay well most of the time It is, a lot of it depends on the aircraft and the time that and, and the pacing of other aircraft that yeah, are coming in. Yeah, I mean because the the, 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 the standard the, the standard route from the north, basically everybody comes in from the north and they make a very sharp they make a very sharp left turn. Not a yeah. not a drastically sharp left turn, but they make a left turn into the airport. They go yeah. a little bit south of the airport, then make a left turn. And go over it so that I can not see my, our building from yeah. the airport from the left side. Um, oh, you can see the airport from your building? No, no, no. I, from the sorry, from the plane. Mm -hmm. If I sit on the left side and oh, yeah. see outside right. the window, I see. I once I've seen my building, so mm -hmm. you can see the whole inner city. Um, so that is, and then the most awful area to live, I guess. I don't even know what the name of the neighborhood is. Is right next to the airport yeah. because yeah the planes I, I've been to a festival there in that area and um, it's just, I mean this city there's no forest there there's no fields there no that it's the city the city stops and there's the, the freeway and then there's the airport um, it must be awful there and I'm already annoyed when I hear too many airplanes and they don't even go right above uh, our place You get used. To, you really stop noticing it. And you get used to it. It's the same thing where people that live right next to elevated trains. Yeah. They just get. I mean, people who. Granted, there's a lot of people who will never get used to it. But I think the average person, when confronted with that, yeah, just kind of gets used to it. And this is not the time where I'm going to start going into my air traffic control uh, experience or or fascination with uh, or talking about what, what will happen a lot of the time at Mexico City Airport is some t because there's only one there's only one runway there's two but they do they only use one I think there's I'm pretty sure there's only one I'm pretty sure there's two they're it, okay they're parallel but it's I think it's Who, yeah, we yeah. don't know. We no, don't actually, know. no, I, I, do, I should 
I should, there, okay, there's, it, it's, uh, how do I explain this? Um, the airport is way too small for such a large city and such. Well, there's the two terminals, well, the, what I was getting at was that Terminal 2 yes, is the on the one. other side of the runway yes. from Terminal 1. Mm -hmm. And that when, when traffic has to cross the runway, things get complicated. And in general, um, it's very, very, it's a very, very busy. Yeah, it's it's not like most airports. airports where the terminal is in the middle of the of all of the different runways. This is. Um, and you, what's happening a lot when you fly into Mexico City is that you the takeoff is delayed because they already know that there's too many planes trying to land or take off from Mexico City Airport. So uh, it's happened to us uh, a couple times what was that, we, that we took off later from Oaxaca or from uh, oh, right. that other airports right. because they already knew there's too many planes landing. So we're going to wait until it's our turn. <laughs> yeah. That I find very interesting that they have a system. I mean, they but should that, have a system well, like that. That, that, but that happens everywhere. Yeah. No. It happens more. It it didn't. It used to happen more frequently in the U.S. I don't think it happens that much anymore outside of weather. Do you have a fourth pick? I do. I'm not sure if I want to go with it. I want to ask you if the cyber ver is actually a thing, or is that a joke? That is very much a joke. Okay, good. Or oh, is it? I, think I hope it's. I, a, oh no, shit! There is no such thing. Not yet. I mean, there's probably people thinking about, yeah, that is a good idea. I saw patches and, and I saw stickers no, 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 and okay. I didn't want to ask because that's I thought... That's a joke. That's okay, a that's joke. a joke. Okay. Making fun of the politicians who thought that that was a good idea. Okay. Right, and to good. recruit members from, obviously, okay, the chaos right. um, community. But the cyber is a joke. And people, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. I hope it's, I really hope it's a joke. I really hope it's a joke. Wouldn't it be, it, but of course it would be so appropriate if we think it's a joke and then it actually becomes a thing. Oh, it, it, it might still become a thing. I have no doubt about that. And they're actually going to call it that? I would not rule it out. Because that's what they call it in the, in the U.S. Armed Forces. Also, it's weird to see advertising for the military in Germany now. That's kind of creeping me out. I know the guy who, who plagiarized his doctoral thesis was the one that got rid of the draft, but that was, yeah. he was the guy that okay, got... Okay, now I know what you mean. Okay. I, I have a... To me, it doesn't creep me out. And I understand why they have to do it. I don't think that the message they send is always the, the best one. Um... But I know why they have to do it, because there's no draft anymore. Right. I grew up in a military town. Yeah? My father, he was an army officer. Um, he's not a military man. That was, it was a job for him. He has is, is long been a member of the SPD yeah? and was frowned upon. It was, as it, you couldn't openly say that, actually, in the army, that you're a member of that party. Well, at least you got weird looks. And what would you say if you were a member of Die Linke? 
Yeah, you you probably don't say that. Because well, would you get kicked out? I don't know. I don't know. No, don't get kicked out. What, was everybody CPD or? CDU. CS, CSU, right. CDU. CDU or CSU. If you're a member of a party, then yes, that's more conservative. I mean, that was 30 years ago, so who knows how it is now? I do not know. Mm-hmm. But I grew up around Bundeswehr. Yeah, it was always okay. there, yeah. especially the town where I'm from. Um, that's the only industry there is. Before um, military came there, like 140 years ago, um, there was nothing there except farmers. And there would be nothing there except farmers if not for five, six, seven thousand soldiers that are stationed there. So my perception and my my view of the Bundeswehr is totally different from most people I know. Because I know I know know more of it and know more uh, what it is. That they're just people, for example. And many, many uh, most parents of my of people I knew were in the Bundeswehr. So that's why it doesn't creep me out that they advertise for jobs there. I haven't seen them in a couple of years because I haven't been in Germany right, for a yeah. few years. Um, and I only saw it. So I don't Leipzig. want to comment on yeah. what they do and what they should do differently, but I understand. I only saw them in Leipzig for the first time in the train station. I thought, wait, what? Oh, right. So, as a perhaps not total non sequitur, but really it is, I'm going to go with the sound of water. The sound of water in Mexico City is different. Now, this can be for very practical reasons. We're, what, 2,700 meters above sea level. So, water is only going to boil at 92. Yeah, 92, 93. Right, exactly. It's not. Water, Degrees Celsius. Right, well, of course. Water is. We're abandoning American metrics for for this podcast, oh, yeah. I think. For those who are curious, Mexicans use Celsius and centimeters. Everybody and in kilometers. the world. There's, yes. the, the, it's like the joke there's, there's yeah. two kinds of countries in the world countries that use the metric system and countries that have been to the moon. And countries that have put a person on the moon the sound of water boiling at 92 degrees is much different than water boiling at 100 degrees and at the same time there are many buried rivers in mexico city mm-hmm. whereas a normal river you know a, in a river that's not entombed sounds the same everywhere else pretty much and that when there's a lot of water it's a the rushing sound, it's, it's that nice, pleasant whoosh. The, you know, little stream of a not-so-busy river, a river that's very dispersed, has a sound. But water in all forms in Mexico City, even even the water on in Xochimilco, the Chinampas, had a much heavier sound and a feel to it because it's a much heavier kind of water and a different kind of boat on that water that doesn't create the same kind of wakes that other boats do. And even in the sound of hail here, that there are very infrequent hailstorms, but when they happen, it's not like hail that I've experienced anywhere else. 
it has a different sound to it. And even the sound of the fact that there's so much bottled water everywhere. And even those sounds, the sounds of the bottles that they come in, that this cacophony surrounding water is something you need to make specific. In, in all of its forms. Okay. Even, for, even from the way that water drains, because when I, I have a, here in, they, even in kitchens and in older buildings, they have a catch before the drain that's very similar to a storm drain in Germany or in the US where you have, you know, the water goes in, but then you have this pit above the pipe where the water goes. That, that's always, that's always, usually always has water in, but it's designed to catch big, heavy pieces of trash. And that sound, th those catches are very common in kitchens here. They're not in the U.S. I don't know what, of course, I don't know what the design is for these things in Germany, but uh, the sound of water, even in my apartment and in other people's apartments, is much different than the sound of water in apartments in the U.S. or in Germany. Some of its infrastructure, some of its altitude, but Mexico City has a very unique infrastructure. And even the sound of water pumps, which you wouldn't hear in other places. Yeah. That's like, as, as I think you mentioned night. earlier in the episode, mm -hmm. that yeah, why, are the, why do those exist? Because the water comes in from the city into cisterns in the basements or in the first floors of buildings here and then has to get pumped up to the roof. Yeah. And the way that water falls from the roof these sounds you don't have in places where there's a pressurized water system. So I think that's that's a pretty good okay. draft pick. Okay. I only have to think of one more. <laughs> now, if you don't have one more, then I have the perfect pick to end the recording, because then I can play the recording of that sound at the very okay, end what what how long how deep are we into this podcast what are, what's our uh thing we're at 40 50 minutes 45 45 okay so so this will be a not quite emergency this is a good, no, I'll, let a good you, I'll let you i'll let you end on that i'll let okay. you have the last one go for it and that is the sound we've mentioned this before and i have a very i have a recording of a whole song being played by an organ grinder. Are we really going to finish? Is that really how we're going to finish? And it's it's Mexico City. This right. is really Mexico City. These organs and very appropriate because they're German organs. Exactly, they are organs brought here in the 19th century from Berlin. That's where they were made. And as I've said before, probably not being tuned at all since then at least most of the time you cannot distinguish a song or even a melody and you listeners will get to enjoy what <coughs> i mean by that uh, at the end of this uh, episode there are copies from guadalajara that sound the same <laughs> yeah they just just as bad um and you find them everywhere. Now, uh, you tell me, is that the Salvation Army that sends out these pairs or triplets of people, one grinding the organ and the other person collecting money for a good cause or something? 
We don't know. Okay. I I I don't even want to speculate because the, these are just such an. I, I say I don't want to speculate because I've heard so many different stories. Okay. About these that I don't know which one is true. I don't even. I don't have. Give us two the, stories. I no. <laughs> I I don't. I don't have the. I really. You're the you. Okay, you are much more connected with the German community in Mexico City. You should be able to answer this much better than I, because there I have a lot. The of organs are not operated by any Germans or members of the German community. Well, so no, I have but they no came idea. from. Okay, that was the okay, origin. Okay, I promise to you, I will talk to our friend Beatrice, who I actually. Uh, recorded a podcast with a year ago in German mm -hmm. and she knows a lot she also studied history or stuff and she knows a history lot and stuff <laughs> she knows a lot I'm about I'm professor of history and stuff history and stuff <laughs> get her done I will ask I'm her about it and then and then <laughs> and then report okay okay she will explain to me And now, now you get to hear the wonderful sounds of the out-of-tune organs. As I said, they are everywhere, especially in the city, and they collect money for whatever. And they do operate in pairs of twos, and twos or threes, yes. Yeah, one guy, one guy running the yeah. organ. Yeah, the two Both guys. Pairs of twos, um, and it's just lovely. It's it's just this is Mexico City. Enjoy. Thank you. 